This is Big O, and you are now tuned into the official TRL Talks podcast. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to TRL Talks podcast. We're in the hair, aka Big O. Happy Wednesday. Happy whatever the fuck. I don't know what month this is coming out, but happy whatever day it is that you, you guys are in right now. Um, It's been a week. I feel like I always say that. It's, it's been a bit of a week. I always like to tell you guys how I'm feeling at the moment. Right now, I'm feeling kind of unsettled. I don't know. I feel like it's an unsettling time. But usually, I feel like the transition into the fall is always like, there's always a lot of changes happening. And then sometimes I'm at peace with it. And other times, it's like, just gives me anxiety. But I'm good, though. I'm back. Um, I have, I'm not going to say somebody special, because I always say somebody special. But like, Y'all get the gist of it. I have my friend here, Aries King. We almost share a birthday, but like he didn't make the cut. So he was a day before. But I have Aman in here. You want me to, do you want me to, um, am I supposed to refer to you as like your government name or am I supposed to call you? Am I supposed to call you Noma? Either works. Aman, Noma. All right. I'm going to call you Aman. <laughs> Um, I have a mom in here who is, we go kind of, it's been a long time. Jesus. I think I met you in like 2015. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Damn. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Damn, nigga. <laughs> but yeah, we went to school together and all of that shit. So that's the bro. But yeah. Amon, you wanna you wanna introduce yourself, who you are, what you does, et cetera, et cetera. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Amon at Noble New York. I am the owner, creative director. Uh yeah, that's me. I'm I'm the owner, creative direct director at Noble New York. Um, it's a luxury retail brand which uh, specializes in menswear, women's wear, accessories. The whole nine, you know. The whole I mean? nine, the whole nine. He does everything. <laughs> he does it all. Period. Loki, the man is a genius, but we'll get into that. Um. So, Noma started in like 2014, right? Yeah, 2014. Yep. So, like, take us back to like Amon in 2014, and like what your mindset was at the time. What some of your like earlier influences were. And like why you felt like you wanted to like commit to Noma? Um 2014, it was like uh I've always had the you know mindset that um, you know, if not now, then when, you know. So I think it just translated, you know, in that moment. It just felt right. Uh it was a time where um so many advances were being made in the fashion industry and just the creative industry. Uh, and it was, it felt like the only time for me to just start it. You know what I mean? Like I didn't want to look back a couple of years later and be like, oh, why didn't I start it sooner? So uh, 2014, I was in my junior year of high school and um, I was just on that scene. There was no one around me. I'm from the Bronx. So a lot of people weren't into fashion or, you know, into you know, all the things that they are into now, you know, I guess like, yeah. we, I guess, I guess like I was the, 
oddball out. You know, I wasn't a gangbanger. You were a pioneer. <laughs> pioneer, I guess you could say that, right? Um, I wasn't a gangbanger. I wasn't into all the hood shit that niggas was doing. So the I, I found I found I found more refuge in, you know, fashion and clothing. And that was the way I expressed myself. And that's really what made me popular, truly speaking. You know what I mean? Like people really was like, oh shit, like this guy really knows what he's doing, type of thing. So I kind of just grabbed a hold of that and just like kept it going with it, you know. And um, I started no mod that summer because it was like, why not? You know, this is the best moment to do it. I feel that. Do you still feel like it was the best moment to do it? I I really do feel like it was the best moment to do it. I'm not gonna lie, I do. I, I, if I if I could have started sooner, even better. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but 2014 it was like I guess like that was the best moment for me to do it because that was, you know. Um, a moment where it could have made a like everybody was taking strides to yeah. be successful. You know what I mean? Kanye West, Virgil, all these people were trying to break down the door. You know what I mean? So it was just a, a, the the right moment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like even looking looking at it right now, look at how how far they've come. You know? Yeah, feel that. I feel that. So like since then, this is how many years later? I can't count. But like since then, what has What's the journey been like for you? How do you feel like your art has evolved? How do you feel like you've evolved through Noma? Uh, I'd probably say I've been able to um, kind of digest and um, I've I've been able to digest and actually, you know, uh, visualize what exactly is it that we're doing? You know what I mean? So I mean that I say that to say everything is done with purpose. It always has been done with purpose, but there's a better grasp on what to do next. You know what I mean? So it's easier for me to understand, okay, let's look at the time that we're in, understand where you are as a person as well, and push it forward into the art of, 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 of what the, you know, of what Noma is, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's been, it's, it's it, the expertise and, you know, the ex- experience has definitely helped me you know, uh, move with a sense of urgency in terms of, you know, moving forward and yeah. what to put out and, you know, how to gauge the market and, you know, know what to do. So I definitely do. I definitely, I definitely want to say that the experience has helped a lot. So, yeah. yeah. So you just said like a lot of what you do is, or all of what you do is very like intentional. And I think that you're really like intent on like storytelling, even like the way the overall brand is set up, all of the collections, the shoots, everything down to like the last bit of it is usually has like a distinct narrative to it. And I know something about your mission, like mentions like embodying substance and shit like that. And like, I want to know why that's so like integral to like what Noma is about, like always having intention, always having kind of like a narrative or a story behind like everything that you kind of do uh substance is a driving force you know what i mean like that's the that's the return the return to sender that's the return that's the return point when you get lost you know what i mean so it's that is that is knowing knowing that theme and knowing that uh topic that helps me uh you know drive forward what is next you know so let's say along the line of the collection i'm designing and what to do I, I just think back to the subject line and the objective, the mission of the project. And, you know, it helps me, you know, delve even deeper. Okay, like this this tagline or this subject is what is what will embody what's next. So everything you do has to draw a line back to it, you know? Yeah. And um, 
that's what kind of helps me, you know, design, you know, because all these things are purposeful. You know what I mean? Like these, this is something that um, brings it full circle, you yeah. know, and, and then, and then the, another thing with purpose also, also helps, helps me resonate with, helps me resonate the project people as well, you know? Mm-hmm. So you can relate as well, you know, or you can at least understand or at least have an open mind about what I'm trying to do to with convey, the yeah. exactly. You know what I mean? So it makes I it a bit that. easier. Yeah. And it's, you know, clothing has become so fleeting to the point where everybody's just on some, oh, that's a nice shirt. Yeah. Well, I was just about to say that. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like, especially, I think people are kind of coming out of that now, maybe like from like last year and feeling like, okay, art has to have purpose, but like a little bit before that, I feel like people almost had this attitude where it was almost kind of like fashion was something super separate from like people's everyday narrative or like what's going on in the world. And like, you've even explored like advocacy and like activism through fashion and all that type of stuff. So it's always been like, there's always kind of like a storyline, but also I think that a lot of that takes, I think it takes a lot of just vulnerability too, because to some extent, if you're trying to make whatever you're doing, connect with people, you also kind of have to like connect it to who you are. Have you felt that way? Indeed, 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 indeed. Because these are things that I'm I'm exposing you to my life as well. You know what I mean? Like yeah. these are things that are happening within me, you know? So, and if not me, then you know, people around me. Yeah, so your community, all of that type of stuff. Back, so it's 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 stuff that you you it's topics, you know what I mean? Like even with peace and war, for example. So that's a topic of black, uh black up uh, black empowerment, you know what I mean? And we all can resonate white, black, Asian, you will understand what I'm trying to convey to you because you see it so blatantly out in the open. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is just another medium that is being conveyed to you through, you know? Yeah. So it's just like another form of activism, you know? Like I speak a different language, but you understand what I'm trying to say, you know? And that's what I try to do with the clothing. So me being able to convey these feelings that you may feel as well, but don't know how to say it or put it into a conversation I just put it into the clothing you know yeah. and this you know that's what kind of brings that feeling that you know that's what evokes that feeling from you know what I wear something or when you buy something or or even a conversation piece at that you know yeah. and, you know it, it just, that's, it, that's essentially like what I think the way that I look at style or the way that I look at fashion like it tends to be a conversation starter in a lot of ways that we don't even like it's so normal that we don't even realize that that's what it tends to be. Because if you, if you walk into a space, if you're meeting people, whatever, the likelihood of you getting a comment about something that you're wearing is very high. And that's probably like the first way that you're going to spark a connection with somebody that it is that you're talking to or that you see. And so being intentional in the way that the things that you put on, the way that you, you express yourself physically is like, can be super powerful. And I think that not many people that are actually making the clothes are, are thinking about it in that way. So it's, it's cool that you're thinking about it like that. Of course, of course, because we have these conversations with each other all the time, you know what I mean? So is this, is, is this, is this much more of a, of a, of a um, affirmation and like a, like a, uh, um, like a positive, you know, check in my book because yeah. I'm not bugging. You know what I mean? Like these not are things. Exactly. And it gives me yeah. feel like that. Like I know, like I'm a creative too in a different way, but like I know a lot of the time when I'm I'm working on anything and I have this kind of tunnel vision and I'm trying to build things up from like 
point of view to execution a lot of the time I'm just like after reading my own words for so long I'm like bro you a little crazy but then when it comes to fruition it's like okay this is this is why all of this shit kind of sounded like intense in the moment but then once it spreads out it makes sense yeah yeah for sure I feel like because of that intention that you're putting into your work you have like a very like niche almost kind of like a cult type following right yeah I I I, 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 I would say so just because people are interested on in what's next and let me like yeah. like why you do this you know what I mean type of thing yeah you how know? do you feel about like because there's always this there's always this conversation about like oh niche versus mainstream blah 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 where do you kind of stand on that like where what space do you want Noma to like occupy um I would say like a niche following is is nice. Don't get me wrong. You know what mm-hmm. I mean. Like, that's something that's always lovely because you have a subset of, a subset of the culture that understands what you're trying to do. You know what I mean. Yeah. Like uh, the if you know if if you know you know type of situation, right? Mm-hmm. But um, in 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 you know in in my in my you know I guess it's just a part of my ana- anatomy as well. My makeup. I always want to. I've always wanted to be versatile. So yeah. of course. I will have that niche following or I will aspire to have a niche following, but I do also want to have pieces that are mainstream. Don't get me wrong. You know what I mean? Across, yeah. You know what I mean? We all, we all, we all want a mainstream piece that people are identified, people identify you for. So it's just been that battle of uh, creating, you know, just creating that happy medium for people just, just, just so that, you know, people want to just support you. You know what I mean? People just like, they like your stuff. They like what your mission is and mm-hmm. they can wear it. You know what I mean? Because there are some pieces that people be like, Oh, I can't wear that. I don't see myself in it. Yeah. You know? And then there's going to be that t-shirt or that hoodie or that sweatsuit that a person could just purchase and go, Oh yeah. I like it. Like, yeah, I could, I could rock this. I feel and, like, that. Yeah. So it's, it's just that happy medium, just creating a happy medium for people that, mm-hmm. you know, um that also doesn't put you in a space where you becoming super oversaturated and it, it, yeah. it gets to that point eventually but you know is always creating for that niche crowd you know what I mean yeah that, yeah for sure and I think that even a lot of a lot of designers and fashion houses that we would even call mainstream at the moment obviously there's a reason that they are mainstream but I I still think that the people that care to which would be like their like og like integral audience is aware of any niche work that they're doing so that still exists at the same time and that there's like a good balance right exactly yeah i feel that 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 makes sense so like obviously aside from like being a creator you're also like at the exact same time you're like a business owner like this is this is your this is your life this is what you do how do you like because you said you kind of have that like sense of urgency and always thinking about what's next how do you kind of balance that with also looking at things from like a business perspective and like knowing when to let things run their course as opposed to you know when to be on go and all of those types of things and like even just getting to like reset as like an entrepreneur how do you how do you balance that i mean i don't really get to reset (laughs) (laughs) 
I knew you were going to say that because I'm like, this nigga is always working. You literally do not ever take breaks. Yeah, I really don't get a chance to reset. I'll be honest with you. I really don't. <laughs> do, you wish you, do you wish you did? Or are you like happy with like just the ongoing like grind? Like, I really wish I had a chance to reset. I really do. <laughs> I really, really do because it gets, it gets emotionally taxing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It does get like that. But at the same time, as a business owner, you have to understand the market as well and know when to let things go because you will end up like uh you know just being stuck in the moment you know and and that's and that's the i guess a con to fashion mm-hmm. being able to know when to push forward you know and not hold on to something or how to reiterate it and bring it back in a in a, in a way that people understand it you know mm-hmm. because there are there, there are pieces that would will, will you know and that's and that's and that and that you know trans- transgresses across or the whole board, you know, music, uh, clothing, mm-hmm. art, you know, there's pieces that you could drop a year before and people didn't catch it. But a year later, they're like, oh shit, this shit is fire. But you're on to the next thing and people are not catching on to that. So, yeah. um, you know, from a business aspect is just uh, allowing things to run its course um, after you release it, you know, and just preparing as much as possible mm-hmm. for the initial release. The, yeah. So, so that so that all the momentum you have is pushed once it's out you know you, you don't yeah. have to find yourself oh how do i do this how do i do that how do i do that i mean yeah, trying to figure things out after the fact mm. exactly exactly that makes, sense. that makes sense and i think that you're super like you're super strategic and you're very you're very planned <laughs> yeah, I, I try to be at least i try to be at least like sometimes i i i do live you know i live in the midst of chaos i do i'm not gonna lie but um, for the most part, I try to be at least at least 75%, 80% done yeah. so that that chaos isn't seen visually. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah. this, this mm-hmm. is actually pretty good, you know? But Facts. And I, I think you're pulling it off, to be honest. I appreciate that. I I'm think trying. you're pulling it off. <laughs> well, we were talking about, like, diversifying and all that type of stuff, right? I feel like the work that you do already is, like, it's not necessarily any like one thing. I feel like you've kind of like pushed yourself to like make everything a little different, but like, and like each, each collection tends to kind of like refocus in a way while still having like, you know, the, the overall like brand aesthetic still there. But I want to know, like, what are your thoughts towards, like, since you said, like, you're always thinking, like, about, like, what's next. I want to know, like, where you see yourself, like, in the future. Like, do you want to, like, diversify your art, like, even outside of, maybe not necessarily outside of Noma, but, like, outside of, like, even, like, you know, clothing or, like, how do you want to position Noma, like, for, like, the next five years, the next 10 years? I mean, of course, of course, that, that that diversification is something I'm thinking about right now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I've, I've like you. Um, I mean, not you, but they say, right, like that you you have to flower, you have to water the flower first to make it blossom. Then you can create the rest of the flowers. You know what I mean? Yeah. I kind of just up on the spot, like kind of like that was like my own rendition of the, of the, of the quote. Right. But at the end of the day. I'm trying to water the first flower before I can build the garden, you know? Yeah. So it's, um, there's so much, there's so much more that I, I, I want to, I want to, I want to put out into the world, you know, there's so much stuff that I want to, you know, share with people beyond clothing, you know, yeah. like art pieces, uh, you know, um, 
creating uh, maker spaces and just giving an opportunity to the less fortunate, you know, overall, you know, yeah. so like philanthropy and all, and all these things. So there's stuff that I have planned, you know, for the future to blossom out and just have, you know, Nomar run itself and, you know, run like run its own, its own engine. Yeah. But, um, you know, be, beforehand, just trying to make one blossom before I can, you know, plant the garden, you know, mm -hmm. so it's a, uh, and, and, and doing and doing multiple things just kind of sometimes um uh isn't isn't the best thing to do right because for sure you're so focused on so many things that you that you're not able to even put a hundred percent into exactly. one thing yeah exactly. so um I've just been in that in that in that realm of just trying to focus on what I can focus on and you know build to the best of his ability and you know when the time comes for me to collaborate or work with someone who is expertise in their field and has blossomed their 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 flower and bring it together on on that 100 percent scale you know whether it's like you know uh philanthropy you know industrial you know watches sneakers, mm -hmm. wear, all these things so when it gets to that point you know we'll, we'll, we'll see we'll see the yeah. top quality of the uh you know of, of, of the the best quality of what the project is you know? it's gonna be yeah i feel that and like readiness is a really big thing i think because I've had to learn that, to be honest. There's ideas that I, I'm just now executing that I've had for like the last like two years. And then I think about it and I'm like, would who I was two years ago, would I have been entirely ready or capable of executing this idea the way that I could execute it now? Maybe not. If somebody told me that at that point, I would have probably been like, you're on bullshit. I can do it type of thing. So I think there's a lot to be said about like the learning, the learning experience and like pacing yourself and knowing how far spread out you can be and like when the right, like what the right timing kind of is. So I feel that. I was going to ask you, right, obviously you're, you're an African in like diaspora and like you're producing art and all those types of things. And I think that right now is a really like pivotal time or like trans I don't want to say pivotal because I think we've had a couple of those but maybe like a very transitional time for like just African culture on like a global scale and like you said you've been running Noma for like a minute so it's kind of stood in that space for a while even before people were like hip to this whole like oh Africa to the world type of vibe but like now with the way bruh, <laughs> with the way with the way it's set up now, just like in the creative space and just where Africa stands on a global scale, what, how do you feel about that? What do you, where, how do you feel about where the industries are at the moment? How do you feel about like this push for like globalization? Where do you feel like Noma falls into that? Like what, what do you want your like space to be? Um the uh the uh uh popularity right of of being african and being black and pro-black is very interesting you know yeah and i want your perspective because you're you're an african that grew up here yeah. so like your your experience might be different from mine so like i want to hear about that i mean yeah like i said like it's very it's very interesting because there's a time where you know being african in America was your booty scratcher, you know, or like you're black as hell, you're an orangutan and you're an ape and all these things, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. the 360 that has like a kind of um, 
place like you know that that that, that we're in is super interesting because at a time we were you know frowned upon and we're still frowned upon you know what i mean in some in some spaces but to be honest yeah i guess i guess i guess we can attribute that to lack of knowledge right and like the uh and the uh, um the uh like the preface that was like that was yeah. given what i mean that 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 was given to no us preconceived so. notions and shit in media and all of that yeah. type of stuff so that's 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 really that's really what it was you know and as we grew up we realized you know that we we were worth more you know so but um you know as for me even growing up in america and like just being a growing up in like uh you know and like that whole black american that phase and going through that phase here it was interesting because you know you as a black person you were just you, you didn't want to get made fun of so you didn't want to be like you, you don't want to be too African. So everybody would be what 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 we what we would consider as Akata, right? Yeah. Yeah. People wouldn't people wouldn't want to embrace that side of the of themselves while you know around their black friends or Spanish friends because niggas will start, you know, doing that mockery shit. But as we grew up, we realized it. So me, me, me myself, I didn't really care for the, for 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 this stuff. You know what I mean? Like I didn't really care to, you know, um push into that, into into that, into that stereotype of being you know uh whatever i was you know like i'll be honest like i I'm, i was african and i embraced it but i didn't embrace it as much as i, I do now no, and, I, yeah. and, and 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 it's fair enough which is fair enough and truth be told i still don't use that as a driving force for my brand like mm-hmm. i don't embrace that black owned business stuff and um you know i'm african so support me you know what i mean support yeah. me you know obviously I mean? as you, know you said to be honest to be honest you know? so I don't really like to place that on me as a as a as a as a as a designer, you know, because truth be told, we don't look at uh Australian designers or like they're Australian or they're white or whatever. To be honest. Know? But it just really sucks in, in the same light that because when you're black and you're a designer, people put you as a streetwear designer or you're into streetwear or mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like that. Why why can't I be a luxury, you know, luxury designer, luxury brand? So is this really just trying to break out of that uh that preconceived notion that, you know, since you're black, you have like your caliber of work is diminished, you know? So um, it, it, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing, you know, uh, using using Africa as a, uh, you know, driving force to your brand, but, you know, to each their own, you know? Um, mm-hmm. There's only there's only so much that you can do, you know, with that, uh, with that uh, you know, mission, you know? Um, yeah, because- and I also think there's, there's different ways to kind of take it, right? Because in, in my view, right, yeah. on the opposite end, because I do think that there's a lot of fugazi shit going on and people trying to get, not necessarily sympathy points, but just trying to kind of like ride a waves. But, and like, I don't know about that. But I think there's there's another side to it where it could potentially be just kind of like that community mindset, which is kind of what I, it's kind of like my own personal philosophy and how I carry through like, okay, as a Nigerian woman, what are my core values that I'm then gonna like that I'm drawing from my culture that are gonna inform the work that I do? So my core values that I found are kind of like community and perspective and all of those types of things. And I think when you draw things like that out, where it's like, okay, what is the the overall concept? What am I taking from this culture? And then using that to kind of inform all the other things that you do so it's kind of like I'm bringing something about myself as an African woman to everything that I do but it's not 
limiting it to me as an African or me as a black person or me as a woman or any, any one type of thing. But the, but the influence that it had on me is now the thing that I'm taking and like using to cut across because what are the things that I value? I value my family. I value, you know, the art and the culture that comes out of like where I'm from and all of those types of things. And then it's like, okay, so what, what can you take from that and apply to the rest of the stuff that you do? I think if more people saw it that way, as opposed to just whatever this is that we're seeing at the moment, which I think <laughs> is going to die out, to be very honest, because it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. Um, it's not sustainable. So I, and I, I hope that people's mindsets will kind of shift as the time goes by and as trends die and all of those types of things, because it, like you said, it just it's almost a way to diminish yourself and diminish the reach of whatever it is that you could be doing when you, when you box yourself in that way. Yeah. yeah, There's, I don't know. There's a, it's a bunch of ways to look at it. It's very true. true, We'll see. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. I just, I've asked everybody that's been on at this point about like how they feel about just this Africa to the world moment that's happening right now. And like, my opinion changes on a day-to-day basis because on one side, I'm like a little gatekeepy. And I mentioned that before where I'm just like, get off of it. I see the value as well. So I think if people's mindset starts to switch and they don't, it's used less as a label and more as a, um, what would the word be? Just like, just a value system. A I guess. value point, yeah. Yeah, that would that would make sense. You know, that would cut across, I think, because a lot of communities can relate to that. Like culture is very fluid, you know. But uh, yeah, that was my little rant. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. And it kind of just draws back to the versatility uh, of just being a brand. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like people kind of put you into boxes and, and then once again, alongside versatility that puts you in a niche you know so yeah. you, you only kind of attract a certain type of crowd you know yeah. so which yeah. is fine because you know like that's that could be your bread and butter that could be your goal yeah that oh, could be the goal and if that's the case then you know that's cool too For you you know and in that case you're you're also you're also working with a whole bunch of people in that niche as well so this a uh, bunch of people that are using uh you know africa as a as a as a you know um a, a selling point so yeah. I feel you, that you have to battle within that realm as well, you know. So, you know, yeah, yeah. for sure. Kinda. It's always some shit. It's always some shit. Anyway, yeah. I was talking about this a little bit ago because I I got into this space where I started to feel like I didn't have enough of a creative community around me. But also, I sat down and I thought about it, and I'm like, that is just absolutely not true. <laughs> it's just a case of me. I feel like me being an introvert has just like yeah yeah like a lot <laughs> it, it takes a toll Yo, like, yeah so like, now I'm just like okay I just kind of need to like just go out there more and like Ciao, yeah and sure. like show up and like yeah. be in certain spaces and all that type of shit so yeah yeah for sure for sure for sure yeah, so sure. until until then um where let people know where they can find you on social media and all that shit Okay. Uh, IG, Noma New York, N-O-M-A-N-E-W-Y-O-R-K. Uh, my website is www.nomanyc.com. Nomanyc.com, Twitter, Noma New York. And yeah, that's me. That's you know, um, 
y'all should definitely check his shit out I'm not, I'm not i'm not kidding i'm not saying this just because like he's my friend no seriously he's actually dope for yeah. real for real y'all know i don't lie i wouldn't have said that i would have glossed over it y'all should check his shit out um thank you for coming on i appreciate you of course i'm gonna talk to you soon okay I love you, Bye.